Okay, so we've had a couple of minutes to talk, and now you've got a question, so let me hold it. Oh, I don't, hopefully this is the right sort of question. Um, I, I mean, it probably is. It is probably as irrelevant as all the other questions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, um, well, it's it's that you know in the suttas, like there's a lot of um, you know when when the Buddhist followers die, he always says where they were reborn. Um, you know, he get, he get, he often like gives this detail. If he travels to a place, um, you know, they yeah, they receive him there. Tell all about it. Yeah, everybody loves the story. Why do you have to believe the story instead of getting the point of the story? There's many situations like that. Okay, um, Aesop's Fables. Have you ever heard of Aesop's Fables? Yeah, I've heard of them. All right, so one example is the tortoise and the hare have a race. And then the rabbit goes to sleep along the way, and then the tortoise wins the race. And there's a teaching in there, right? All right, don't go to sleep on the job would be one of it. Another one would be slow and steady. Another mm -hmm. one is don't drag, do. You know, there's a lot of different morals that we can have for the story. But do you really believe, because I told you the story, that rabbits and, and uh, uh, tortoises have races for any reason? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why do you believe in all of the other stuff and say, oh, is it real or not, when in fact there's a point to it? You don't have to believe the story. Mm -hmm. I'll give you another example. We got a whole bunch of examples, but my favorite is Adam and Eve. And the story is all about talking snakes, and the woman did it first, and apples, and getting the boot out of a garden. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one. Because, because they ate the wrong fruit, like it was an apple or something. Okay, and then we have all traditions about poison apples and this, that, and the other thing without understanding that the, that the fruit is the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. In other words, we have to put up the results of our judgments. That simple comma, cause and effect. If you judge something to be bad in your paradise, you begin to destroy your paradise one item at a time. Mm-hmm. But that's the real story is judgments come out of our judgmental attitude. But look what the religious folks have done with that simple teaching. Magical snakes and first man and paradise lost and all kinds of crazy stuff that comes into a religion when there's a simple teaching in there. Yeah. Let's accept paradise for the way it is. Stop trying to fix it. Hmm. Yeah, I guess um, then is it a case of the the Buddha was had he had uh, you know a cultural context what everybody believed about rebirth and he taught within that you know as a they, as a tool. Not necessarily, and it depends upon the change of the language, and Westerners don't understand the nuances and the details of the Pali 
they just listen to the translators who mm. may or may not have known the Dhamma. That's a, let me tell you a little story in the sense that the CIA sold some documents from the Germans during the war and got uh, information about nuclear physics. Did they take those German uh, science research papers to a uh, tenth grade German class in the United States to get it translated? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's the problem with translators is one, they're trying to learn the language they're yeah. translating out of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And it's a language not many people really even speak anymore. Well, I mean, you know. The, I guess the monks. Well, it's the basis of Indo-European. In fact, that's why it's really so easy to pick up on Pali. It's because it's the language that we speak now. It's mm. just gotten old and crusty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the crustiness is all the beliefs that people have piled on because they really didn't understand the word itself. But you go back down to the word; it's part of our Indo-European heritage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's a very interesting thing to do. I congratulate you on becoming interested in Pali. Right? So that you can actually see that oftentimes the word rebirth pops up in suttas to where actually the word jati is used. Mm -hmm. And the word jati doesn't necessarily mean uh, even that kind of birth. The jati has the beginning and so you've heard of the birth of the blues? The birth you think of the that blues. that music popped out of a saxophone, fully grown as a human, the birth of the blues? No, <laughs> it's a metaphor already, okay? And so that's the whole point is, is the beginning of things. We can also use the word birth in the sense of a resting place or a sleeping place mm. for gestation and getting better. So it's kind of like a hospital bed also. Mm -hmm. It's our birth. It's our beginning. Yeah. It's our start. It doesn't have to be with this uh, 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 magical belief that's based in reincarnation. Okay. And in okay. fact, here's a trick question for you. Do you know the difference between rebirth and reincarnation? What's the difference? I've got an idea. I remember, you know, when I was very young and I read in uh, Walpola Rahula's book he said it's like uh, rebirth is like a candle flame you know being passed from one candle to another whereas reincarnation well, is you know like the a candle or the flame I suppose uh, the flame the flame all right well if you're the flame was the flame that's on the candle that's burning now the same flame as it was a tenth of a second ago or is that flame gone well, and no, I suppose it's a process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Right. Okay, so if you're the flame, guess what? You've been in and out a whole long, it doesn't matter how many candles have been going by. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. gone. There's no you there. Merely process or flow. Mm -hmm. And there's no you in it. <laughs> so the reincarnation is me. I am the flame, and you're not the flame. Why are you worried about some damn flame? The flames are all over the place. There's nothing special about a flame. Mm hmm Okay, okay. Um, well, That's in this case... There's a spark. I, uh, I, I have got a, a question. You mentioned Jati, uh, which is one of the uh -huh. links, one of the Nidanas in dependent origination. Right. 
Yeah. Um, the birth so, of the blues. Exactly, the birth of Duca. So, yeah. what? okay, well, why do we then distinguish between um, becoming um, birth? Is, is clinging becoming birth? And then... Uh, when is a know, skin a skin and when is it a pimple? Say that again. <laughs> when is skin skin and then when is it a pimple? What? <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> well, you I guess you got to say it's a pimple. That's when it becomes a pimple when you discover that it's a pimple. Until then, it was just skin. Okay. So, are we talking about the birth of a pimple? We're talking about process mm -hmm. and discovery. And seeing clearly what's going on, rather than staying in magical beliefs about what could be in some story. And recognize that the only thing that we really can see clearly, if we would look, is what's happening right now. And so that's what we do, is we pay attention to what's going on right now, rather than uh, continually to think about the past and the future. And what we want and our desires and all of that kind of stuff, and just kind of sit out and be satisfied with what we've got right now. It's easy enough. Mm -hmm. We're just in such a habit of wanting stuff that we forget that we don't really need all of the stuff we want. So just sit down and enjoy this present moment, because that's really all we got. Mm -hmm. People say, I want, uh, I want this present moment off into the long distant future. But if they're when they're in the long distant future, still thinking about more long distant future instead of thinking about this present moment, they've wasted all that long distant future. <laughs> instead of just sitting here and enjoying this moment and this moment too. Yeah, no place to go and nothing to do. Just sit here and enjoy the moment. Nothing could be easier. The teaching of the Buddha is easy peasy. But teachings like rebirth are to terrify and control. It's a mind control issue. Mm. When the Buddha speaks of when the Buddha speaks about um, uh, uh, right speech and right action and right lifestyle. He's doing so from the perspective of a noble mind. When the mind is noble, we refrain from killing. When the mind is noble, we refrain from taking things that are offered. When the mind is uh, safe, secure, satisfied, um, and successful, overflowing with the feeling of success to the point that you feel wealthy, then you're not going to go around gossiping about people who would be a Dhamma teacher. There's no need to. You've already got everything that you want. Why should you worry about becoming enlightened? If I have to give up satisfaction, I'm not satisfied with what I got right now. I have to give that up so that I can have enlightenment instead. No, thanks. I'll take satisfaction instead. Got what I got, that's good enough. I'm the winner now. And everybody else is a wannabe because what they got is not good enough. They want something better. 
<laughs> so that's the real teaching is to learn to be satisfied. This is what Sukha, which is part of Vanapanasati practice, is really all about. We gladden the mind in order to talk ourselves into feeling like we are safe and secure because we tell ourselves we're safe and secure not recognizing that if we're not doing that we're probably having thoughts that make us feel terrified like the mailman cometh or something really ridiculously terrible i mean what if he brings a death notice or an eviction <laughs> notice? <laughs> what if what if what if what if and then we get all terrified and we can instead have thoughts about guess what no postman now. Everything's okay. Everything is fine. So mm -hmm. we come into the relaxation and the reality that we were safe all along if we just drop all of those unwholesome thoughts. Mm -hmm. So we terrify ourselves. Here we are as human beings, we were in the jungle and we were terrified in the jungle. And so we built cities and now they call it the concrete jungle and everybody's still terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've given Mother Earth a skin rash, it's called cities. <laughs> mm. but we're still not safe. When are we going to start feeling safe? When we look at the fact that right now I am safe, let me feel safe right now because I am. And I can trust that this plastic chair is not going to fall apart for at least the next five minutes, so let me enjoy it for the next five minutes. Because mm -hmm. that's all I need for this plastic chair to hold up. And I'm not really well that sure it's going to do so. <laughs> it's not the first one to go. <laughs> okay. But for the next five, yeah, it'll be. All we have to do is kind of get ourselves into state that I can handle the next five minutes just for doesn't matter what happens, I can have it. Start changing our attitude to being a victim of all the things that can go wrong into the reality is just right now nothing's going wrong. And I'm wise enough to see it that way. Mm -hmm. So we take a deep breath and we relax. This is the real teachings of the Buddha right here. This is the Anapanasati and the Four Noble Truths and the Eight Four Noble Paths. That's all there is to it. It's to wake up, look at what we're doing, make a change, and relax. And then enjoy. And then we get the idea with success. I can do this. I've done it so many times before. I can do it. Then we can really set it up. We've got it made now because I know how to handle this next moment. It doesn't matter what this next moment brings. I'll be there for it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, right, yeah. You're you're not trying to game reality, you're trying to game your own mind, almost. No, I'm trying to train the mind to pay attention directly to reality. Very much is like getting in tune. That nature is a song or a uh, a, a tempo or um, lila, some Asians call it, a dance. And if we waddle out on stage not knowing what the dance steps are, we might get run over or booed. But if we know the dance steps, we know what the tune is, then we can just fit right in. Happily. Mm. Wow. Look at this. I can fit right in. I can see what's going on. Which is an, another way of saying that I can become friends with all the other dancers on the stage who's got it in, in sync. All the world's a stage, and everyone's an actor, and sometimes we're in sync. And most of the time, we're running into each other and yelling at each other. <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if we could get in sync with other people, then life becomes a dance again, like it is in nature. So getting in tune, getting in sync, getting in the rhythm, learning to dance. That's not magic at all. It's just paying attention to what's going on and getting some skills. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, funny how much of the time you spend kind of uh, like feeling a great sense of lack and want and and like oh i really need to fill this up with something um -hmm. um, yeah well there's uh, a whole lot of ways to look at that one of the ways to look at it is is that every young child human being is born completely dependent and if it's not nurtured and fed and clothed and made warm and given a smile or two and a Gucci, Gucci, Gucci here and there, that child will die. Uh, we are all dependent and we are nurtured when we're babies. Mm-hmm. By the time we're five or six years old, and it, they have many factors and circumstances, but generally we're put into school, told to do what to do, dress a certain way. Hold the pencil this way, learn your ABCs, learn your one, two, threes, up two, three, four, fit in, and every child is terrified. And the joy of life begins to seep away because now we're doing what we're told to do rather than doing what we wanted to do while we were being nurtured. And we miss that. We miss that nurturing. And yet, when we meditate, we continue to criticize ourselves just like we've learned to do. We need to stop criticizing and accept ourselves. Wow, everything's okay now. Wow. Ah, I don't have to work right now. I'm okay. 
start having nurturing thoughts, tender thoughts, thoughts of everything is just fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, I feel good. I can feel comfortable. I can feel secure. I can think about secure. How secure are you? Well, do you have any alligators? No. How about tarantulas? There's no tarantulas in the house, are there? How, how about um, uh, 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 Ru- Russian mobsters breaking through the window? Is there any tape of plant? No, no, there's nothing here. Everything is okay. Everything is fine. I can relax. Mm-hmm. Not even a SWAT team. And so having the silly thoughts like that, but those are silly thoughts. Of course, there's not any of that stuff. So why should I feel afraid? Is because maybe one of them will. And we know that's not going to happen. So relax already. That's what is start having thoughts of teasing yourself into recognizing that you are safe. So feel mm-hmm. that way. Nurture yourself into feeling safe. Just like a little daddy will go with his little son into the closet to make sure there's no bears in there. No, the little man's <laughs> not under the bed. <clears throat> but some daddies will just say, go to sleep. <laughs> I don't care about your bear, you know. And then the child will remain terrified and unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. So we have to go point out to that child inside of us that no, there's really nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And we can nurture ourselves. Mm-hmm. Instead of traumatizing ourselves with criticism. If that's what we do all day long. We've been taught to do that. We've been taught to be critical and to think critical. We even applaud critical thought. Hmm. Yeah. Which is thoughts of separation. Me versus you. Or this versus that. Or those versus them. All of that kind of stuff is done with that kind of duality which is always critical, making those kinds of distinctions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a kind of meta way of doing it is when we see the mind doing that, we can put an end to it and come back into the nurturing instead. Mm-hmm. And bring the, bring the dualism back into one, mother and child, bonding. Everything is fine. <gasps> Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the practice. Take the right effort to genuinely allow yourself to feel safe and secure and comfortable and satisfied. Practice that over and over and over. Okay. Well, uh, I I feel like you know it's getting it's getting late. Uh, don't want to detain you. I thank you very much for speaking to me. Okay. Well, we haven't even gotten anywhere yet. We <laughs> still got to talk about the breath. So okay. Bring some air in. Enjoy being alive. Have some oxygen. It's free of charge. <laughs> Pump right up. <laughs>
Having light thoughts, fill up with lightness. Take a deep breath and then relax with an out breath. We'll go from there. But go enjoy yourself. Okay. Go enjoy being alive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> because people go around being alive and missing it all the time. <laughs> they forget the fact that they're alive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See you mm. later. Quite, yeah. Okay, thank you. Yes, see you, James. Have a nice Bye-bye. day. Bye-bye. It's over now. It's now, to, <laughs> now it's time to have a nice minute. You have a nice moment, too. <laughs>